to the Heavenly Banquet where the hungry are filled with good things. I'm Charlotte. I'm Chad. Chad. Yep. Let's talk about talking. Talk about talking? What are we talking about? I would love it if other people had the opportunity to have conversations like we have. Yeah, I good. value our time together and our little weekly appointments to have a chat with each other and to make space to talk about something with some substance and meaning as yeah. opposed to everything else in the world, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think there's this sort of art in some... It may not sound like it. I'm sure it doesn't <laughs> sound like it. Uh, but to be able to create the space in which we can talk about these things like this, about theology, about God, uh, and to do so in a way in which neither one of us is threatened or <laughs> worried about what the other is going to think, but where we can kind of experiment and work out our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And in that process, um, I think kind of better discern what each of us actually believes. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I think doing theology or not just theology but you know you and I we talk a lot about theology we talk a lot of philosophy um, and there's a way to have a discussion that is constructive and helpful and enjoyable yeah and it's not arguing <laughs> yeah because we I don't not so much you and I but we've both been in those other kinds of discussions yeah. Right? Where it's arguing and it's contentious and nobody's getting anywhere. Right. And that's not good. But everyone should have like a a soul friend that they can talk about God with. Yeah. Dialogue. Yeah. So how does that work? <sighs> well, I mean, let's be totally honest. I mean, one thing is that we've just been friends for a really long time and that's got to be helpful. Yeah. But I think the other part is that regardless of where either one of us might go in a conversation, I think there's a presupposition that I'm trying to come from a place of faith-seeking understanding. Right. That it's not a completely abstract <clears throat> exercise, but that there's a... Well, there's a certain amount of trust between us that we can discuss something. <laughs> we can be crazy, too. Yeah. I mean, if, if if you come to me with some wild idea. And I have. And it's been recorded. <laughs> yeah. And it's been published. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to assume you're not coming to it from a sincere place, even if it is wild. Right. That you, you've been exploring this idea and you're like, hey, I'd like to talk about this. Right. And so from the get-go, I'm going to treat it as something worth exploring. Even if we both end up saying, well, this is ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Um, so there's a, yeah, there's a willingness to experiment and explore together. And a recognition that the exercise that we're undertaking is, well, first of all, an exercise. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's supposed we're to not, be an enjoyable pursuit. We're not codifying anything. No. <laughs> this isn't the deed of worms or something. Yes, we're right. just chatting about things. And sometimes that might take us into places where, uh, you know, if we were before a board or something, yeah. we wouldn't. Then you have to watch what you say. Yeah. And... 
I mean, that this is the thing. I've had, I'm sure you have too, I've had discussions with people where at a certain point I've said something like, well, I don't even see how you can be a Christian and think that. Ooh. And then I'm like, well, why am I even talking to you? We can't even explore. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. So I'm going to be a lot more generous usually with, with people. Or I try to be. But you know, here's the thing. Just doing theology in terms of trying to work through ideas. I mean, I do a lot of that with books. But ultimately, it's in dialogue where the richest insights I've experienced. Dialogue between people, but also reading it can be kind of like a dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but definitely, there's something about true dialogue where you walk away knowing more than you came to the table with, or understanding more, or um, having better insight into something. Yeah. Um, and just over time, I've, I've just learned that to be true. In undergrad, you know, I had a group of friends. That's all we talked about, philosophy, theology. In seminary, you know, us, our group, that's all, you know, we talked about it all the time. And um, in my experience, it's much more fruitful if you can have a dialogue with somebody who's going to engage in a constructive dialogue than it is if I'm sitting in my room trying to think these things through on my own. Right. Whatever it is. Right. There's also some comfort for me in like the mutual accountability of it. So if, for instance, I'm preparing, maybe I'm preparing the text for a sermon, or, or you know, it's something I've read, but then, you know, this idea is in my head, and I'm like, oh, I think, I think this is a good idea, and mm-hmm. I think it works, but it's not necessarily something I found somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know? And there's part of me that's, like, really jazzed about it, and then there's another part of me that's like, why haven't I seen that somewhere else? So <laughs> Is there, there a reason be, I'm the one thing? Yeah, this? there must be. And that's not to say like, oh, I think I'm like inventing something or a genius. It just means I haven't encountered it, right? Mm-hmm. But um, but to be, and there's been several times when I'm like, uh, you know, we'll text you and it'd be like, hey, do you have a minute to talk? Because uh-huh. I'm having maybe a crazy thought or maybe a really great thought and uh-huh. I need like that sounding board. And the fact that you enter those conversations with that spirit of generosity with, well, I'll hear it, mm-hmm. right? And we'll work through it together and, you know, and then kind of point out, okay, that doesn't, but I would worry about this. Or do you see conflict here? You know, mm-hmm. something, but that there's still that generous spirit of, I know you're not trying to like dismantle something. I know you're not. Um, like antagonistic against the faith or something you're trying to promote the faith you're trying to promote the gospel you're trying to further your understanding of it and like it's a joy to be a part of that with somebody else I it think. is yeah oh there's nothing better than good dialogue I don't think and maybe good dialogue with a glass of wine or something but you yeah. know good dialogue oh, yeah, yeah it yeah. can be enhanced sure <laughs> a good meal but yeah um Man, I, I think it's one of the, the most enjoyable things we as humans can do. One of them. But yeah, <clears throat> it really sucks not to have people to talk to, to work things through with. Yeah. You know? So it's. So when we. So let's have an imaginary scenario. Okay. What would that be? Oh, I really thought you were going to lead us. 
Well, I know I've texted you some things here recently. I'm just trying to remember. I know I'll text you and say, does this sound crazy? This sentence or something? Yeah. Okay. Here's one I was thinking about just the other day. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I'll try. Here's a first shot. So, I'm kind of riding on how our desires influence our decision making, so on and so forth. But if my... And the idea is that we should, there, we have a certain amount of responsibility to reflect on our intentions and where they're coming from and why we're doing what we're doing. Okay. Now, if all of my desires were beneficial for me and everyone else all the time, I would never have to self-reflect. Mm. Does that sound reasonable? Yeah. But of course, they're not. Yeah. They couldn't be. Right. Therefore, it's important that I or at least I would say I think I have a certain amount of responsibility to reflect on why I'm why uh, my intentions and why I make the choices that I do mm -hmm. and I think I thought of this just to kind of draw uh, to secure down the point that we should self-reflect we can't just plow through life you know just doing whatever we want do we need an argument for that well, I'm probably glad you not I'm glad you took the time to think, how shall I convince people they must be self-reflective? No, all right, sure. Yeah, maybe we don't need an argument for that, but does that sound reasonable? No, it's good because it's, well, no, it is reasonable, and it's a theological argument for it, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if all my desires, which inform my choices, bene always benefited myself and everyone else, right. then I could just do whatever the dang heck I wanted to but I can't nobody can we have to think we have to think about others and how what we do affects others mm -hmm. so what a burden <laughs> what a burden it is a burden <laughs> it would be nice to just plow through life doing whatever we wanted and, and it always work out to the benefit of everybody that'd be great I don't know if that leads to any kind of discussion but here's your opportunity to <laughs> fruitfully engage <laughs> So what you were trying to set up was a live demonstration. <laughs> I think we have we have like a, thirty or more episodes of live demonstrations. <laughs> oh, we could do this all day long. We huh? could do this all day long. What other okay? What other presuppositions do you think we bring when you and I chat about theology? Well, you and I are, I would say, thoroughly within the pale of orthodoxy. <laughs> Good for us. <laughs> With maybe a couple exceptions, but I think we know that about each other. Well, then let's say, well, let's, okay, let's, let's say the rule of faith. I mean, the Nicene Creed, I'm going to say, is our boundaries. <clears throat> but we would talk outside of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but we that, might But it would be an acceptable boundary when, when we end up outside of it, doing our experimentation and whatnot, yeah. to then go, uh, I'd, I'd like to flag that and that's, just give a little warning. That's going to that, be outside the pale. Yeah. <laughs> like, you you seem to at least be on the outer limit yeah. of Christ, uh, Orthodox Christology or something. I just know, because we've known each other for all these years, I just know that you're coming to the table with a fairly Orthodox position in terms of... Fair. You really have hurt my feelings Is really that, badly with that fairly. Fairly. I mean, <laughs> you know... I don't 
I'm kidding. Yeah. But I, th- I feel like that's true. Sure. So I think we come to the table with a fairly orthodox set of beliefs. Um, you mean more general? No, that's good. That's what I mean. I think we both come to the table, or <laughs> this imaginary table that we set. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that we necessarily need to describe it as like law of love, but that mm-hmm. we want to have answers or describe the faith in ways that build people up Mm -hmm. rather than tearing down. And so that those are limits that we'll both are comfortable kind of flagging as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If my conclusion is going to be detrimental to others, I would hope you would say, yeah, Chad, but that's going to be detrimental to others. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess what you know, a, a presupposition that is maybe taken for granted for us but wouldn't be for other people is that we're uh, having an egalitarian conversation, that we're both equal partners in it. Yeah. And I recognize that there's certain, there's areas where you have expertise that I don't, but that doesn't mean that I can't fudge around it a little bit. No, good. What what areas do I have expertise in? This, you know, some some things with the contemplatives or um, philosophy. Oh yeah. <laughs> not, no, I'm not agreeing, but I know. No, no, no. But yeah, there's some there's some areas there that you certainly have more um, more more reading, reading study, yeah. yeah, than I do. Yeah, sure. And you too, you say. And I think we're quicker to kind of laugh about it than get angry when like it used is to be. Going... <laughs> I don't really remember you and I having too much yelling fights about theology, even in mm. seminary. No, that's because just... we had the one Arminian to pick off. No, but I mean, <clears throat> it's just at that time I was still invested in my beliefs in a way that I think I. I don't know. I can just see in my own self a, a slow, gradual change to being more open in dialogue than, you know, that first year of seminary or the first when I was in college. I just know I was very dogmatic. I thought right. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we do have fun because we can't take we can't take ourselves too seriously. No. No. There was a lot more at stake. Then too, I mean, because we were in the um, ordination process and things yeah. like that, where there were a, even having a one-on-one conversation with someone at seminary, there was always that kind of voice in the that specter in the room. Yeah. That you know it can be reported that you once said X. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I guess it used to be even worse, but yeah, I don't know, man. <clears throat> Even me saying earlier, you know, we're within the pale of orthodoxy. You know, in some ways, I mean, that's just how it is, but I I definitely wouldn't want someone to feel like I wouldn't engage in in just a serious and an equal dialogue if they didn't hold. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think maybe what we mean by that is more 
we're both working within the same general theological framework. Framework, yeah. And that would be different if we were out of the Eastern tradition or we were evangelical or something yeah. else. But that there's a basic framework. Ours is generally a, a wide Latin Eurocentric tradition. Yeah. But we're both pretty well read and certainly borrow from the Eastern traditions. Yeah. As but I think I just keep coming back to like the Nicene Creed as like that's that's the baseline. Yeah. For me. Um, which I think is really, really basic. It is. But there's so much embellishment, whatever we can do around that. There's but, so much room in there. Yeah. To, yeah. So, I mean, it's almost like... <laughs> what? <laughs> Say it. Well, I was thinking it's almost like, you know, if you are um, improvising on like a jazz standard. Oh, yeah. You know, there's only so much you... There's so much you can do. Yeah. And then there are things you can do where the melody is lost. Yeah where it's no longer discernible and that's you know, so there is a framework you're working with yeah there's yeah. still a chord structure there yeah. you know that that's it's fun and it's fine yeah. and it's just for me it's it's uh, this world is so messed up and i'm so stressed all the time about it and to set aside even you know 20 minutes half an hour for like Let's first of all talk about something that really matters. Yeah. But let's also not talk about all those other all things. All the stuff that's going on, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Charlotte, for all the great conversations. <laughs> Am I dying? Yeah. <laughs> no. Did no one tell me I was terminally no. ill and this is the last time we're talking? I just want to tell you, thank you for all the <laughs> conversation. Oh no. Uh, no. <laughs> is there at least a GoFundMe or something set up for me? No, no. thank you too. It's good. Yeah, it's good.